Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And this is the best of if you love the Sharkies because David Riccio, hot off the press via the Daily Telegraph, broke the news that Adam Fanua Blake was going to join the Cronulla Sharks. Well, he certainly is heading that way. And we got the man straight off the banana lounge to break the news here on SEN. Now, this bloke keeps working and working and working. He's an absolute ripper. David Riccio for the Daily Telegraph. Welcome to the run home. Hello, mate. Hey, good afternoon, Sugar. Hey, Barney. How are you, mates? Okay, this is a, a terrific, huge signing for the Sharkies, isn't it, Dave? Uh, yeah, look, it's hugely significant, absolutely. Um, you know, I think across the the landscape of the of the NRL, I think there, you know, there's an, a view of the Sharks. They're just that in one enforcer down from being a serious premiership contender. And the signing of Adam Fanua Blake on a four year deal from 2025, guys. Um, it's a potential game changer uh, for the Cronulla Sharks as far as that pack is concerned. And, um, yep, yeah, it's it's big news as, as, in, the, in the fact that how stealth-like it was, guys. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. You know, there was no Chinese restaurants, you know. There was no Lazy <laughs> Susans and paparazzi or whatever. It was, it was very much stealth-like. And you've got to give the executive team of the Sharks at Cronulla a huge rap on that front to – to emerge as victorious for this <laughs> signature that really, they're so hard to come by. Uh, do, dominant front rowers in the shape of Adam Fanil Blake. You know, it, boys, in this job of mine, I'm talking to coaches and CEOs and recruitment managers every day, and they're all asking, you, you, know, you haven't heard if there's a, a, a beast front rower off contract or anyone upset or wants to leave. They're, every club wants one. Yep. And there's only a few clubs that have got them. Well, I was telling a few clubs they had to try and sign Arta Mariotto. I think he's going to be the next big one in a few years. Yep. And for Noah Blake, though, Dave, and there was a stack of clubs going after him. Uh, I tell you, they must have done a good job, both the board and Craig Fitzgibbon, in, in you know, ultimately they're the bachelor, mm. but they, they got the prize. Um, any idea how mm. that all played out? Yeah, Sugar, look, I think the key turning, I think the key factor here for, for Adam Fanua Blake, guys, is he's 29 years of age. And he still hasn't won that elusive premiership. Now, that's not to say that he can't go and win it next season with the Warriors. But at, the, but at that point in time of, you, of your career and your age and what's left in your career, it's really difficult to to commit to a footy club that's going through a, a, a transition. Um, and that's certainly what St. George Illawarra are going through at the moment, um, which is not to say that Shane Flanagan, his appointment won't make, you know, copious amounts, uh, leaps and bounds of change and, and make up ground quickly. But Fanul Blake's probably thinking, I, I don't know how much time I've got and I want to make it, uh, you know, make it make it happen now. And I think to my original point, he's, real, he's probably looked at the roster of Cronulla and realised that they have been playing finals footy. They've been uh, contenders with Craig Fitzgibbon uh, without being that top echelon of premiership threat. And, and you think about the other the, the rival suitors, the Bulldogs and the West Tigers and so too Saints. They're just in this transition phase, guys. And when you're a big dog like Adam Fanua Blake, who is at the back end of uh, his career where he needs to make hay while the sun shines, I think I think that's a large uh, reason why he signed. I think Craig Fitzgibbon's disciplined style. You know, we, we, we think about Adam Fanua Blake, guys, he's a different character, right? And mm. there's there's no... There's no short of people willing to question that character. He's had a, a couple of misdemeanors off the field, and he needs a, he needs a disciplined coach that 
put structure around him. And I think Craig Fitzgibbon does that. And then the third point, guys, is that it's pretty much unbeknown. But Siasipa Talakai is his cousin. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Talakai. I think Talakai played a significant role also. So a couple of factors there, but ultimately, um, Sharks fans are doing cartwheels through the Shire as we speak. Yeah, mate, I've got to ask this on behalf of uh, many of my family who are mad Sharks fans. They, uh, they're they excited for 2025, but look, what they're all asking yeah. is, is there a chance he comes earlier? Like the Warriors said, potentially they're open to it if they can get a like-for-like replacement. Is there any word on whether the Sharks are trying to engineer something so they can maybe get uh, at an a little bit earlier than 2025? Uh, Barney, my understanding is no. And, I, and, I, and I'm getting the sense that it, it's almost part of the condition condition of release from the Warriors. That, Adam, uh, you've come to us and asked for a release, that is the Warriors, um, at the end of 2024 for personal reasons. We will grant that so long as you stick around to try and help us win this premiership in what they believe they're in a premiership window. To leave, to up and leave now after signing with Cronulla, I, I get the sense it would be in veto of the conditions around actually letting him go early from what is a, what is an extended deal at the Warriors he's, he's currently on. So I, I think there's an appetite from, from Adam certainly to uphold that and, and see, that, see the 24 season through. And I, I, knowing the way Craig Fitzgibbon operates too, guys, he's a very much a, a loyal man and he's very much, a, you know, he's character first and his word is his bond. And I, I get the sense that he would also be telling his current Ford pack that, hey, let's go win. Let's go do it ourselves in 24 before, before even Adam gets him. Mate, you've broken Christmas for my family. Uh, <laughs> thank you for doing that, though, because I, I, I'm not a Sharks fan at all, mate. I love my nights. <laughs> Well, uh, you got a fair, you got a couple of good front rows inside Feedy anyway, so you're you're flying. Uh, you're spot on though. They're, they're not lying around too much, are they? No. Uh, quality halves, quality props. That that is absolutely for sure. And history has shown us they are pretty much the key ingredients you need. You saw it with the Broncos, the forward pack. You saw it with their halves and the Panthers for that matter. So well done, uh, David. Big big uh, uh, announcement which you've brought to us. We appreciate that on the run home. And uh, what's on for the rest of the day, mate? Hey, Sugar, well, I'm actually on, on, on leave, on oh. holiday. So <laughs> I, I was on the banana lounge in the pool when <laughs> when the when the call came through. And when the call comes through on such a significant story, yeah. you, you have to you get the towel on and, and dry off and quickly start punching some words out to, to mm. push out onto the Telegraph website. So I am going back to the pool mm. with a nice cold drink, Sugar. Good on you, mate. Well that, that sounds lovely. That, that sounds, and you, you have earned it, absolutely. You've had a great year once again, David Riccio. We appreciate your time here on The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Hey, thank you, boys. Go well. There he is. Uh, what a good man he is, too. He's a terrific <laughs> fellow, David Riccio, and he's had up with a big, big story, uh, which you Sharkies fans are absolutely going to love. But for the Dragons fans, well, what now? You've missed out on Dearden. Mm-hmm. You've missed out on Fanua Blake. You have recruited for 2025. Um, we've got Harme Sele. Is that for 2024 or is it yeah, 2024? Uh, Corey Allen and Shane Flanagan, of course, and Kyle Flanagan. So that's uh, what you've got so far, the Dragons. But you're right, um, Barney, you've got to get yourself almost back to a competitive, consistently competitive side before you start getting these big, big scalps or pay massive overs. And in this case, it seems as though the Sharkies have come up with a great signing in Adam Fanua Blake. It is a trade hour. Thanks to MS Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. Uh, there was a good text here. Where is it? I'll have to try and find it. Oh, Pedro. When Kiss... We're talking about the... Um, 
10-day cooling off period. <laughs> the 10-day cooling <laughs> off period. Pedro says, when Kiss FM were chasing my listening ship, Hutchie gave me a 10-day cooling off period. Obviously, I stayed at SEN. Pedro, thank you very much. We do appreciate that on the run home with Joel and Fletch. Break, back with more. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, Jamoan, Barney, that was a nice get. Mate, he is uh, a great man, a very, very keen golfer, and friends with people you wouldn't expect him to be friends with. Could not believe that. Enjoy this. The 18th, the 19th, the 20th December, it is an all-cast crew. Now, the Jack Newton Celebrity Classic is the longest-running and most successful Celebrity Pro-Am golf tournament in Australia. The inaugural event was held in December 1979 at the Taunton Noosa Golf Club on Queensland's sunny coast. And I'm pleased to say... This is an unusual pairing coming up here, Barney. We're joined by Clint Newton and Jamoan, who's on the line. Hello, Jamoan. Uh, hello, how are you? Those are good stats. Who's giving you those? That's great. <laughs> 1979. Well, let's talk about... Let's talk about stats. Uh, I heard your stats yeah. weren't so good today and a, an SEN colleague might have took some cash off you. Yeah, I think everyone's taken cash off me today. But I had 44 points, but they had... You have to take the best drive. So if somebody sitting with 54 points, that's not on, is it? Uh, no. Nah. That's too much. That's a burglar. Yeah. It's right. a burglar. Yeah. He, yeah, he's not going to – no one's going to talk to him. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I missed my tee off time. I got a tee off time at 7.20. Woke up at 7.10. Missed the first. And, uh, but, yeah. And uh, lost 150 bucks. Nice. <laughs> Well, if you scored 44 points and you missed the hole, I think you, you're wearing a balaclava yeah, yeah. as well. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, there's 46 points. For those people that don't know golf, if you play even par, 36 mm. points is what you should get. That's a really good day's golf. Uh, the pro I was with, she had 30 points. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I had 44. So with the handicap, it's one of those games you take the best drive to keep the game moving. And, uh, yeah, so... I was up at seven, uh, you know, off at seven twenty. I'm kind of glad because it's stinking hot now. It's absolutely, you know, roasting out here. So I'm kind of glad I was out early. Mate, uh, last time I was talking to you, uh, you'd played around a golf and your uh, you, your short game was off. You were blowing up about your putting. How'd you putt today, mate? I didn't putt uh, not too well or chip. I'm shaking my boots when I'm chipping, uh, but yeah, no, it was just the same kind of average. Hitting the ball like a demon, but Dan just couldn't score. So uh, very average. <laughs> yeah. Joel, he's one of these blokes who, if you ever play golf with Jim Owen, he, uh, instead of a chip, he's of the philosophy that a, uh, a bad putt's worth a good chip. <laughs> yeah. So he'll, he'll, I've seen him putt from a long way off a green. Yeah, I, sub- I subscribe oh. to that as well. Texas wedge, as they call it. Um, yeah, if I could chip, I'd love to, but like you want to hear what's going on in my head when I'm standing over a ball with a with a wedge in my hand. <laughs> you just could go absolutely anywhere. You're going to catch this thing, and you know you could probably hit the ground before the ball. Uh, and you know, oh my god, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And then, then normally that's what happens. Uh, but putting, I can just putt from way off. Jamal, tell me this. Uh, who's the alumni up there? Who? Are, what are the other big guests up there alongside yourself? Oh, I think I'm it, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. There's a few other, uh, you know, I've, I've played with Craig Johnson up here at the uh, Mark Wayne. This is where it's Cessnock at Cypress Lakes, mm. and uh, it's beautiful. But, uh, yeah, I've got Clinton Newton here as well. He's with me. He's, he's standing next. You want to speak to him? 
Yeah, just before we do, I want to play one song for you, just be- before you go. Yeah. And because I know you like your music, I want you to try and guess the song. And if there's a story that comes to mind relating to the song, feel free to go for your life. Can you play this one, Gibbo? Okay, so Gibbo's picked the part of the song where it says the name. I'm sure you can guess the song, uh, Jamal. Yeah, Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Okay, so have you got a story relating to Van Morrison? I've got loads of stories relating to Van Morrison. Not some of them aren't too good, to be honest. Um, yeah. Apparently, he, the, the, the record company he was with uh, had a party for him that he didn't even turn up for. It was at the Wardoff Hotel. And he didn't even turn up, and there was all these guests, VIP guests, everyone well dressed, and he turned up at the end of the night in a, a t-shirt and a pair of tracksuit pants. And uh, this is in London at the Wharf, and uh, a security guard stopped him on the way in and turned to everyone in the room and went, "Anybody order a mini cap?" <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Van Morrison's the classic. I went and saw him in Belfast recently. Uh, yeah, I mean, that guy, you know, he's, he's, he's the grumpiest guy you've ever met in your life, but a freaking legend. Um, there was just, uh, yeah, there was a time once I'd, I played uh, golf and did a celebrity sort of charity gig, and I ended up staying with Alan Border and, uh, you know, went back to his house, and he was into Van Morrison, he was telling me, oh, I remember the first time I heard this song, and... I was going, oh, wow, we played that music. So, yeah, I got loads of stories about Van Morrison. None of them are good, though. <laughs> <laughs> so Van Morrison, Grumpy Man, and Captain Grumpy's yeah, into him. That's That uh, that's, yeah, feels yeah, appropriate. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll get uh, uh, Clint stand beside me here. Do you, do you want to speak, speak to him? Yeah, let's throw him on, Jamal. <laughs> yeah, you're done with this, Jamal. Hey, mate, before we throw him on, I just need to know, I'm looking at the list here, there's a couple of other comedians on this list. Uh, Tahir's on yeah, the list. Yeah, I was list. supposed to be playing with Tahir, but I didn't see him. He was supposed to be in my group. Oh, Paul Mutt. Paul Fraser, but she didn't turn up either. I think he was drinking quite a bit last night, too. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, so Dawn Fraser in my group, but yeah, uh, and Tahir didn't turn up. So, yeah, it's all, it's all pretty loose up here. Mate, well, you'd have to be the best. Are you the best of the comedians in the field? Do you rate yourself as the best golfer? Uh, no, there's a couple of really good golfers. Andy Lee apparently is very good. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I've heard. He's like, like you know, single figures. Wow. Oh. Mangle. <laughs> yeah. Brooks, um, Brooksy wants to be a comedian, don't you, Brooks? You want to try any material with uh, the great man? Not just yet. Yeah, I've got to run it by a few more people before. <laughs> <laughs> No, very good. Well, let, let, let's let's have a chat to Clint then, shall we, Jamal? And uh, mate, you enjoy your, your rest of your golfing trip up there for the Jack Newton Classic. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Sorry for waffling and going on a wee bit. But anyway, here he is. I'll chuck Clint on. Here he is. See you, boys. See, See you, mate. mate. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. The chair or the boss of the Rugby League Players Association is Clint Newton. And he was up at the Jack as well, like Jamal. And here he is. G'day, Clint. It's uh, Joel Kane here alongside Barney. Now, mate, you've had a big, big year. You must be able to sit back and enjoy a terrific event today. Is that right? No, yes, it's, it, has been a, uh, it has been a big year. It's nice to close it out with, uh, with the Jack. So good to uh, share plenty of stories with some quality people and uh, bash it around Cypress Lakes. Hey, we're talking about this early in the show. What exactly, and you'd be the man all over this, the, what's the rules around the 10-day cooling-off period? 
yeah, so what we've done is uh, obviously to give the give clubs a chance to, to work through it. One of the issues that we had, I think if you can remember, is uh, we had the issue with Brandon Smith where the club were not notified uh, when um, he signed with the Roosters. So what we wanted to also assist with the incumbent club at least being notified that there is a genuine offer on the table uh, and that it needs to be registered with the NRL. It won't be obviously signed off by the NRL until it's uh, until that incumbent has had a chance to put a uh, another formal offer forward. So what we wanted to do was obviously give you know some further protection for the incumbent club, the ones that have invested in the player, and then obviously allow that to take place. Oh, interesting. So Jerome Luai, perhaps uh, to the Tigers, we'll see how that all plays out. How's the the event going? The Jack mate, is it going going well? Yeah, I mean this year, Joel, it's a it's a sellout. Uh, this is the biggest uh, uh, biggest amount of people that we've had in attendance, probably even in my time. Uh, and it's a it's a tremendous uh, obviously place to be at Cypress Lakes and in the Hunter Valley, obviously where my father's roots are. Here, it's great to be here, and we've got some quality human beings here, which is fantastic. Plenty of shit getting talked and uh, plenty of sledging. I'm happy to take some money off Jamoan because he's always tight with his cash. I've got yeah. to try and find his wallet. He's, he reckons he doesn't have it. I, I, I don't have, I don't have, uh, I don't have pay pass on my phone, so he's, he's going to have to find another way to pay me. But he owes me and plenty of others fifty. Okay, what about the power rankings for the shit talk? I don't care about the golf. I'm more interested in who, who's leading that charge at the moment. Oh, you know, Frankie Barrett, obviously, oh, he's, Frankie. he's 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 right up there. He's one of the more punishing humans going mm. around, but he's such a <laughs> he's such, he's such a nice guy. So he gets he, he gets away with it. Uh, but I'm probably up there too. I'm probably on the podium for the shit talk, um, as most of, <laughs> most people would have heard throughout the last twelve months. Um, so so, but no, there's a it's a it's a good crew, and uh, we're we're, we're just. We're incredibly grateful for people to actually turn up at this time of year, and as as I said, to be sold out. Um, you know, for our for our forty fourth year of the Jack is uh, is sensational. Mention my tour dates, mate. It was Jamal's Jamal's tour dates. Barney, have you met Frankie Barrett? Uh, I haven't met Frankie, mate. Barrett. Like, mate, he would give Panadol a headache. That bloke, he, he, mate, he is, hes a great. He gets in more. He gets in more places than Russ. Don't let me. <laughs> mate, early start this morning. Like uh, Jamal was saying, he was in the seven twenty uh, group teeing off this morning. Yes. But you got the seven pm to midnight. You got your sponsors dinner. Who's a chance yes. of not making it to the dinner having played in the morning and then uh, obviously a hot afternoon up there mm. in the Hunter and plenty of beers on offer at Cyprus? Uh, are you worried well, about everyone I, making it? No, I'm not worried because when it's free piss, people usually turn up. So, <laughs> uh, so I don't uh, – anyone, anyone that misses out, they've got rocks in their head. So, uh, so I think the biggest issue has always been whether or not people were going to make their tee-off times. Jamal's going to be fined for um, missing his tee-off time. So that's another 50. He, that's gone. Um, so he, he'd want to he'd wanna find more tour dates. Let me give you the tip. So, uh, but uh, it's um, – so, so yeah, I, I don't think anyone will miss tonight, particularly with Jim, you know, performing tonight. And uh, it's always a great – Great evening, you know, raising raising money for obviously junior golf and, and and diabetes, which is fantastic. But I was off at eight. Um, Dad started a tradition for 
the Newtons to be the last in the bar. I was happy to hold up my end of the bargain. Um, and uh, and then just made my tee off time, albeit hitting off barefoot. But it was uh, it was uh, it was a good start to the day. Mate, just before you go, there's a good text here um, saying, obviously, Dad was a, a legend of the game. But what, what about yourself? How do you see him? Uh, I, I well, I was I was playing army golf uh, left right um, for a, a bit today, but uh, but I was happy to have forty seven points. So I'll oh. take uh, as I said, I'm, oh. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, so so yeah, no, it's it's been uh, it's been good. I, I play well enough to take some cash. That's all I know, Joel. And and mm. you're you're due actually. Yeah, mate. mate um, I'll be there next year. Know, yeah, well, mate, bring your checkbook. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. Um, just before you go, mate, go and enjoy the day. Is there, is there a way that people can get around the, the event without having been there? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've, uh, uh, with, with, with the event, we've obviously, I think one of the biggest things is people uh, often think it's like this invite-only event. Mm. Uh, what we do is we're a really inclusive event. Uh, we've just got... One rule, it's a no dickhead policy. Yeah, so that's rule. where Frankie's just managed to sl- slip in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, um, but, it, uh, but yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. At this time of year, people just want to hang out with good people, have a good time uh, and relax. And so anyone that's interested in playing uh, next year, you can check out obviously our socials and on our website. And it's great to have uh, support from Channel 9 and, and, and Fox who play it uh, obviously early in the new year, which is fantastic. They played it a couple of days ago um, as well before the cricket, which was great from, from nine. And, uh, and we're just open to anyone to come and have a game. If you're, if you're a good, good person, male, female, whatever, you know, come and have a round, uh, enjoy it. Because when you, when you're a part of the Jack family, you're a part of it for life. Good boy. Are you going to be part of the Vegas family in uh, late Feb, early March, Flint? Yeah, I've I've uh, I've put an order into Peter and Andrew. As yeah. long as they pay for my flight to my com, then you know we'll we'll, we'll be all right. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. That is outstanding. Uh, Clint Newton, all the best with the Jack. Thank Jim Owen for us, mate. We uh, we hope you have a wonderful afternoon into the evening. I'm sure you will. We'll we'll do, and and you'll probably hear some uh, further tour dates from Jamon because he's going to have to pay all these debts at some point. Can't so, wait, so, yeah. can't wait, mate. The last time he pulled a note out of his pocket, it blinked. It hadn't seen the light for that long, so good luck with that. Good on you, mate. You know, we'll catch you later. See you, mate. Welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch and Barney. We cross to the sports day team, Woogie, and Woogie had one of his better episodes, and uh, Scotty Sattler. Joining us now is Scotty Sattler, Sats. And Jason Matthews, a.k.a. Woke Woogie. Hello, boys. Way, 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 way. way. Hey, do you, on, hang, hang on a sec. On. Do, you woke vo- do you woke voice? Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's save the planet. <laughs> hey, what about Cummins tonight? $357,000 uh, minimum bid if you want his services in the IPL. That's, imagine the carbon footprint going oh, to India oh. to play cricket. Oh, here he is, Woke Woogie. Sure. Um, <laughs> Mate, I tell you, uh, mm-hmm. there, there's going to be some lotto winners tonight, isn't there? Oh, isn't there? What? You know what? Who's going to get the most? Travis Head or Maxi or oh, Maxi? Based on recent form, wouldn't he? What do you reckon, Gibbo? I reckon Ratchin Revenger. Of the whole thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, Harry Brook or him? Uh, he's Indian descent. Played for the Kiwis of the World Cup. Lit it up. Mm. He'll go over because he's just marketable over there, and I reckon he'll be record. So, so why Harry Brook more so than Maxi? 
Oh, Actually, Maxi's not up for auction. Oh, he's not. That's no, why. So Maxi's under his, contract, yeah. didn't he? He's under contract, yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Jeez, he'll be annoyed he signed at the wrong time, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for three mil or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah, of contracts, boys, uh, we had David Riccio on not so long ago at the start of the program. Have a listen mm. to this, and we'd love you too, Bobs. Uh, yeah, look, it's hugely significant, absolutely. Um, you know, I think across the the landscape of the of the NRL, I think they, you know, there's an, a view of the Sharks. They're just that in one enforcer down from being a serious premiership contender. And the signing of Adam Fanua Blake on a four year deal from 2025, guys, um, it, it's a potential game changer uh, for the Cronulla Sharks as far as that pack is concerned. And um, yep, it's it's big news as, as, in the in the fact that how stealth like it was, guys. Yeah, I love mm. that. Okay, I do love that, and I love that. Well, Ker- <laughs> Kerry wants to have his say on the open line just before we get back to you, boys. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Yes, Kerry. Uh, I don't want to be talking about Adam <laughs> Fanua Blake in November. <laughs> what do you make of the signing, boys? I've got to say, I take my hat off to. Uh, Craig Fitzgibbon and the and the Sharkies that they were able just to get under the guard of yeah most notably the Dragons there was there was no leaks it just seemed to just fly under the radar so well done Sharkies isn't it interesting but I mean you look at Adam Fanua Blake as a front row and once upon a time you'd say oh our front rowers you need you need a good one but they're becoming so important now if you want to win a comp you know it's um you when you look at your your Payne Haas he'll take you to a grand final which has been proven and. Um, James Fisher-Harris, one of the great leaders. You know, when South won the comp, there was uh, Sammy Burgess who was playing like a, a third front rower as well. So they become they become probably nearly the most important person inside. Hey, Sats, you know Richo from way back, uh, obviously yep. the Panthers' time there. And before that, he, was, he spent time at the Sharks. And mm-hmm. I think one of the best things he did was, and I'll say in a Barney, I kind of reckon that he's so well-connected, Richo, and being former... Uh, employee of the Sharks. He has so many relationships down there. I, my best guess is that he had wind of the fact that Fanua Blake was a front runner at the Sharks and therefore to save face for the West Tigers, he went publicly with the withdrawal. Uh, could you have seen something like that happening? Because it's interesting, isn't it? Because when we, when we interviewed him, he said, we don't want to put all our eggs in one basket when it comes to a player like yeah. Adam Fanua Blake and we've got to be flexible and where it looks like all the eggs have been thrown in the basket when it comes to Jerome, Jerome Luai. So, uh, yeah, you're probably right, Sugar, because you, you are. He's, he's always two steps ahead, yeah. Richard. There's a method to his madness. That's why he's been so good at administrating for a number of years. You know, I, I like what he said about Jerome Luai as well. It's like Rugby League Management 101 where you, he didn't talk about the player as a player on the field. He spoke about the player and his personality yep. mm. and how good of a guy he is and how the players love being around him. We think he's a leader. He really just pumped up his tyres and made him feel good about himself. And it was no surprise that 48 hours later that Jerome Luai says, yeah, I'm, looks like I'm, I might want to go to the West Tigers. Yeah, if he did know about the Adam Fanua Blake thing, it, he's probably the only one because this seems to have taken everyone yeah. uh, by surprise. Mm. Do you think this will change the way rugby league secret meetings are done in that they might be actually done in secret now? Yeah, well, you can't have them at the uh, the Chinese restaurant at uh, Can- Canterbury Leagues Club anymore. Uh, what did no. you say with the lazy Susan With the lazy Susan, no. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Is there, what about front rolls? But once... Wayne Bennett used to refuse to play pay front rowers, yeah, you know, more than, you know, more than, you know, three hundred thousand dollars, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. He didn't think they were they were worthy of a, of a price, a price tag of yeah, you know, up around sort of seven to eight hundred thousand. How that has changed. Oh, that's changed. I, I tell you what's changed too was, um, 
when Corey Pearson and I had retired, we found a real baby pod- steps Pearson, baby eggshells. We, we found a real po- he bloke could run thirty meters without once lifting his knees. He, he would just some <laughs> find a way to somehow do it. But him and I found a real penchant for a midweek uh, Chinese restaurant. And mate, let me tell you, and it probably shows in our body types these days, but. The lazy Susan had never been fitter. We had that. <laughs> we had that thing going. Don't you worry about that, woke. What else is happening, boys? Hey, why woke? No, hang on. So, does anyone want to go to the Dragons? Is anyone going to? Why can't there? they sign anyone? Yeah. Ooh. Sugar, no. Barney, um, Gibbo. I think Barney sort of might have summed it up before, where it's almost contagious. So the Tigers found a way to get happy, and then there's your little sort of start mm. to maybe get mm. someone like a Good Jerome Lloyd. Yeah. They've got to find that first one, and they're struggling for that, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. I don't think it helps that their they're one really good player, their, their marquee player, tried to leave last year. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, That doesn't help. Oh, Kyle Flanagan's there, though. They'll be all right, won't they? He, just, oh, he, he gives it to Kyle Flanagan. He is the woke stuff. <laughs> here he is. Yeah. Hey, I, I, listen, speaking of woke, who irons? Seriously, listen oh. to you going <laughs> I, on about ironing at the start of the show. Then yeah. how, I like I like ironing. How creepy are you? Then you go and dress like your daughter's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on, Joel? Okay, are you having mate. a midlife crisis? Oh, probably probably my second one, I reckon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, gents, you know it's this time of the year, and I don't know if uh, uh, you've done one, Sats, or whether you two boys. I certainly haven't done one, thankfully, but. A lot of the clubs do the SAS camps mm. or the mm. military camps. Yep. And I, I found out last night a very, very basic benchmark for those who are in the SAS. This is like they're almost their bottom benchmark. So you've got to be able to run 3.2 kilometres, which is the length of the Melbourne Cup. Yep. You've got to carry 10 kilos, like a 10 kilo vest. Mm-hmm. You need to be car- oh. carrying a weapon. Oh, 10 kilo, because I'm carrying 10 kilos, according to my doctor. <laughs> Got that yeah, covered at the moment, so yeah. I'm good. Just put a light vest on then. Yeah, yeah. Um, carrying a weapon, you've got to get it done in less than 16 minutes. Jeez, that's moving, isn't it? That's, so, so that's eight-minute miles. No, well, yeah. Well, it's it's less than uh, five-minute. It's about five-minute Ks, isn't it? That's five moving, minutes. isn't it? Bang, yeah, yeah. Bang on five-minute Ks. Mm-hmm. With the vest on, with the weapon. Yeah, that's... That's, I had a mate who was in the um, in the army many years ago, and they had their own internal sort of YouTube type thing. Mm. And he said the most popular videos there were videos from the SAS selection course. And you'd see these bikes on their twenty k run, and blokes, the instructors just in the Ute would just sort of shunt them off the road, oh. and then scream at them for not running on the road. Oh. And then they'd get back on the road, and they'd shunt them off the road oh, again. No. Did you see the um, Did you see that story that's getting around on? on one of the social media platforms about the SAS guys in Australia talking about Sam Burgess. So during when he was on there, they got hijacked and kidnapped and they got uh, hoods put on their heads and they got put in the back of like this, this minivan. And they all thought the, com- the commandos were in with them. But Sam Burgess, they, they fast-tracked the commandos to, a, to where they were going to end up, three hours away. So they were sitting there waiting and they haven't turned up after three hours. They get a phone call and they say, we've got a problem. They go, what's happened? They said... Someone's hijacked the bus oh. with all the contestants. So <laughs> apparently Sam got – they had their hands tied and a, and hoods on. Sam had lifted up the hood and looked and just saw there was a cameraman and a – Producer. And a producer and a, just some random guy driving the bus. So he took the hood off 
and he hijacked, he grabbed the other guy in a headlock that was driving the bus and said, pull the bus over. They hijacked the bus. They started heading back to Sydney. Oh. They had to contact the commandos and say, we've got a problem. Sam's hijacked the bus with all the contestants in it. And the, and the SAS guys go, how good's that? We've taught them well. Mate, Kicked yeah. everyone off the bus except for the cameraman. Yeah, the cameraman. Yeah. Yeah. Left him there. I've been that. in a Sam Burgess head, uh, headlock and it's not a great place to be. <laughs> no. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, with those SAS camps, did you ever hear about the Broncos? Goes when Kevin Walters retired, no. they had to try and find a new captain, and the candidates apparently were Darren Lockyer, Shane Webke, Gordon Tallis, and they went to an SAS camp. The three captains, they had their own little teams. They were all given instructions by the SAS commandos. They were going to, they had to go up and they had to, as a team, they had to over just oversee this little village that was used as like one of the pracks, and the Army Reserve guys would come in, and you had to stand off it. You had to report back to us uh, via your walkie-talkie, your communications, and tell us what's going on, then make your way back to the camp, do, to our camp. So Lockyer and Webke went and told their teams what they were going to do. And Gordy Tallis told his team, when the army, when they, when the guys come into the village, we're going to storm the village and bash the crap out of them. <laughs> <laughs> and Wayne Bennett said, there's my captain. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> so good. Oh, how good is that? Uh, speaking about Queensland and up that, up that way with Bennett and so forth uh, and the story, which is Tommy Dean, what a great signing and, and what mm. a reward for him getting that big extension, boys. Yeah, I, I got a, you know what, I, I always thought he was going to stay there for a number of reasons. One, he loves Queensland. He's, he's a Toowoomba boy. Um, two, I don't think he wants to go to a club where there's real high profile and a lot of, you know, a lot of um, attention on the club. So if he had to go to Sydney, for example, and I think they see him as a future captain. I think it's a really smart move. Would you now? This is the next one, question I want to throw to you guys. If Chad Townsend moves on after twenty twenty four, do you move Drinkwater up into the halves with him, ooh, with ooh. Dearden? And they've got a really good fullback up there called Tommy Chester. Yeah, that's I, I could easily see that for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that's not that's not a bad move. I think there's especially if you've got a fullback in the in the wings waiting. Mm. I tell you what, I, I reckon they'd be wishing. Um, and I, I know at the time he was going well, and but he's getting. Oh, they'd be wishing they had the Townsend money for Hamiso, and they kept him. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Wouldn't they? Wasn't he a revelation? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you make of Junior Tupu being linked with the Dolphins boys? Oh, incredible! How'd, how'd that get? I mean, well done to the Dolphins. There. You said the other day, Woogie, hey, they're starting on mass a pretty good squad, aren't they? What first three years? Flegler, Farnworth, Tupu. Who else? There's a few going there. No, it's, Wayne's getting a good little squad together. Mm. Where's Keenan going? Was it Gold Coast, was it? Or, or was he going to the Dolphins as well? Keenan Palacia. No, he's going to the Titans. Titans. It is the yeah. Titans. Yeah, right. Mm. Okay. Hey, boys. I'm just thinking about this SAS thing. If SCN had a contest, mm. who wins, who comes last? Oh. That's so uh, there's no in, one's in no, really okay, fit. Producers in, in no particular order. Involved. In no particular uh, yeah. order. I think Brooks... Brooks Caves in after Nathan Brooks after 45. <laughs> Absolutely. If you ask him for an ice bath and a sauna straight away. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fletcher's just survived. Matty John's just survived seven days in, in Vegas. So they've yeah. got to be some He's chance. match fit. Yeah. Yep. Um, yes, but getting your backside hit with a paddle, I don't know if that's what – do the SAS do that in training? That sounds like <laughs> a swimming thing. Maybe missile would go well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What about – But he's too weak. Sugar and, and Gibbo. <laughs> and is Brooksy there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so, if if the professor and Barney had to go in as one, 
Oh. <laughs> you know, like on The Voice when they got, like, um, you know, like Mate, Good Charlotte. I'd be carrying him the whole way. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, good. I tell you, I love him, but I think the tourists would find it hard. I, 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 I don't even with him. him. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't sue me either. <laughs> Mate, I'd str- I'd, I'm getting chafed talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> what else is happening, boys? I'll tell you, I've got myself a, a belated Michael. You see Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback for uh, the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Jaguars, yeah. Did you see how for Christmas he gave his offensive line, so therefore those who are protecting him, he gave his offensive line all and yeah, amp- amped up a uh, golf buggy each. Yeah. Actually, I saw, no, I saw one of the other teams gave his whole – every player in the squad gave them electric scooters. Fair dinkum. Yeah. Are the Chiefs getting Taylor Swift at no games or something as a Christmas <laughs> gift? Oh. Oh, seriously. Mm. Uh, Wokey's at it again. Yeah. No, okay. ser- I'm, I'm, I want to watch the game. I don't want to watch Taylor Swift smiling and clapping <laughs> oh, in the corporate puts you, box. puts you out so much, that little it half does, a second. Mate, it upsets game. me. Oh, it upsets yeah. me. You, you What's lo- happened to you, Joel? You, lo- you liked it soft. until she linked with Brittany Mahomes, didn't you? Oh, that Brittany Mahomes. Don't even start me with her. <laughs> oh, so, I, oh, I'm Patrick's wife. So, okay, Brittany Mahomes yes. or Candace Warner? Oh. So you what, what are you? Are we no, no, no. What are we doing with them? <laughs> You're, uh, what are the options? <laughs> Lucky Woke. we're not live, hey? Oh, Wokey. Uh, marry, is it who we marry or who we prefer? Um, if you had to spend a couple of days with them, just, you know, just... I'm picking Dave Warner. No, Candace. Oh, no, I'd pick Dave. And... <laughs> I don't know. Water, oh, that'd be... No, I'll go uh, Brittany Mahomes. Brittany Mahomes, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll get to meet Taylor Swift then, don't yeah, I? true. Hey, boys, have you spoken about your show, uh, and I wasn't here yesterday, but what a, what a great finish. One of the great send-offs, and look, you can use it in your show if you want, great send-offs, because <laughs> D- D- Damien Oliver... Oh, so we're we're at a fiftieth. We've got a segment tonight called Awesome Farewells. Well, there you go. Yeah, so Awesome yeah. Wells. I like how you did that. <laughs> yeah, have nice. We got that, really? <laughs> yeah. Do we have that? I can't no. see it there. Yeah, Damien Oliver. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're at a fiftieth, and mm-hmm. my A grade is my mate, um, the spa man, who yeah. we win six hundred bucks off a tip, and there's yep. six of us in the thing, and so we decided Oliver hasn't yet had a win in his final ever meeting, so let's just we've won the six hundred. Let's just have two hundred. On his last three rides, on all of them, and surely Makes he's going to get one. Sense. Yeah, he won yeah. all three. He won all three of his last three rides ever. How'd you end up? He didn't do it. He didn't oh. put it on. He you, didn't put them on. Mate, you could have paid his five hundred dollar fine for saluting before the line. Oh, the yeah. last one. Oh, no, yeah. but what a fit! What a finish to a career for Damien Oliver. Yep. Yeah, unbelievable, isn't it? Absolutely. Isn't it? Uh, yeah. Heels yeah, wants him to go around again. He says he's in good oh, form. His yeah. durability. Keep him going. <laughs> yep. uh, text line's love and woke, Woogie, too. You better check that out, Woogie. Yeah. Uh, boys, you got to go. We've got to go. We'll hey, really quickly it. tonight, yep. we've got a good young kid, Mav Guy. Yes. MG's son on tonight. He's a great kid. Really good kid. We, Woogie and I caught up with him uh, yesterday. Mate, he's looking super fit, too. And it might yeah. just be his year. I've got a feeling, too. Uh, well done, boys. We look forward to hearing that tonight. See you, boys. See you, boys. There we go. Uh, Sats and uh, Woogie. Uh, plenty to talk about there. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Yeah, we're going to talk to him about the um, Gronkowski wearing a Seagulls jersey. Yeah, that was a. It was. A, you know what? That was like I know he spiked the Steeden, um, a traditional thing. Clear knock on for my oh, yeah. <laughs> for mine. Um, I don't know how that'd go in the, the the rugby league, but it's good to see them buying in. It's like they're getting on the coverage. It's not just a little bit of awkward uh, conversation between sort of you know the. Uh, 
the sideline reporter or the uh, analyst or, you know, someone up in the booth, they're actually getting engagement with the, the NFL stars and, yep. and the rugby league. And it's going on the broadcast over in the States to actually hopefully um, drum up some interest. Well, that was a big thing too. Like if they didn't have that TV deal, mm. then NFL on Fox isn't probably putting them on halftime and, and crossing down to them on the sidelines. That's been a massive get over the last two weeks of yeah. NFL coverage. Yeah. And you see them, they've been in Utah at the basketball. They've been all over. It's it's actually amazing what they've achieved in a week in terms of promoting NRL. Mm. The hardest thing I think will be, I mean, the game is still a couple of months away. Um, attention spans, you know, particularly over there, is a bit going on. Um, <laughs> in Vegas Will anyone remember? Yeah, that's And that's true. the trouble. You know, oh, we've promoted to the people in Vegas. Yeah, no, they're all on holidays, mate. They're not going to be here in two months' <laughs> no, time. That's right. That's not a bad point. Not a bad point. Uh, but I reckon they'll make it happen. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Jamal and Clint Newton coming up uh, very, very shortly. That's it. When, when we, Brooksy sent through the text, he said, oh, boys, interviews today, we've got Jamal and Clint Newton. But we've got Jamal with Clint Newton. Yes. So yeah, they're, they're up the golf. That Jamal, and um, I learned this, um, you know, working with him recently, is he's he's known Clint Newton since Clint was a kid. Mm. He was, uh, yeah, he's telling me all about it. Clint, uh, and Jamal based a lot in Melbourne uh, when Clint was down there playing. I used to catch up a bit. And, uh, yeah, so he's, he's known the whole Newton family wow. for a long time now. What about this, boys? Uh, I found this. Have we got a crap stat there, Gibbo? Let's do a bit of crap stat. Ooh. Crap stat. Crap stat. So people who are regular party goers. Yep. Do you ever smoke bomb, boys? Yeah. Like you just disappear and you're out of there. You don't tell anyone. Not all the time, mm. but sometimes. Yeah, it depends. Gibbo? Yeah. Nah, never. You never say smoke bombs? No, I don't do that either. Yeah, no, I don't. No smoke bomb, and I'd never You leave, wouldn't yeah. know if you smoke bomb. You 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 leave before your body's left. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, my <laughs> brain is... Gone. Exactly, exactly. So I do smoke bomb. Like, I'm not sure what that's called. It's an out-of-body experience yeah. where you, um, you wet yourself Body as bomb. Well, just, yeah. <laughs> so a reputable study by a, a group called Wasted have come up with this, that <laughs> yeah, nice. regular party goers... Those who have the penchant to um, smoke bomb, yep. save themselves two days a year. Mm. Two days, yeah. Two days per year for smoke bombing. So that's that's where you you basically. What do you reckon you're doing with those two days? What are you doing with your two days? You smoke bombing, Brooksy. <laughs> well, you're not saying goodbye to all the people. That's, yeah, yeah. No, it's a great play. That's yeah. more sauna time when you break you, it down it? like that. Yeah, exactly. You get stuck <laughs> in another conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's see a good, strong oh, tactic. Have a good night. Oh, I'll see you soon. Yeah, but yep. what are you doing with the two days, though? You've yeah. got to make the most of them if, yeah. you get, if you're getting the two days. Yeah. If you're just sleep. Yeah. Well, getting to bed earlier. Getting to bed earlier. So this is. Yeah. Like, wake up earlier. Wake up, have a nice bath. The sauna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's your, how's your rank sauna going? Oh, it's still there. <laughs> is it? It's <laughs> flying around the balcony. It's, yeah. It's, so you've had you... some big wins. Is it is yeah. it anchored down? How do you no, anchor this I've thing? Got some got some pebbles for the. Um, I've got all these little cacti and stuff on the balcony, so I've got all these pebbles. Yeah. So the remaining pebbles are anchoring down the time machine slash sauna. Little little so, Zen garden out there. Woogie's off the is, bit. Woogie's just texted me directly. He says, oh, yeah. great cross, ironing man. Um, so he's into me there. 